Hey friends, Ashton Gustafson here and welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. Hope you and yours are doing well. Um, today, you've got me again and you've got me briefly. Not sure how long this is going to go, uh, but just had had a random thought driving in the car today. You know, Fridays tend to be uh, a, a bit vacant for me and my schedule, and so uh, interesting things creep in when one's calendar is vacant. And um, inspiration every once in a while hits. You hear the word inspiration. If you look close at it, uh, you'll see the word in spirit, inspired, inspiration. It's when you're in the spirit, you see things afresh. You see things anew. And um, I thought I would share with you today some notes on paying attention. I have found that interesting things happen in life when we pay attention. And you know, you hear the phrase, gradually, then suddenly. Like, how does one go bankrupt? They go bankrupt gradually, then suddenly. How does divorce creep in in relationships? My senses are gradually, then suddenly. How does beautiful things happen in your life, your relationships, and your business? It happens gradually, then suddenly. How do Things that you wish didn't happen sometimes happen overeating, over drinking, over gossiping, overthinking. Uh, it happens gradually, then suddenly. But if we pay attention, interesting things will happen. And this whole conversation today, really these notes that I have, uh, you should see these notes on my phone. It's so bizarre. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have a note that says, now accepting Bitcoin. These these are my notes on paying attention. Uh, maybe we'll get there. Who knows? Um, but, but my thoughts on paying attention are, the second that we become available, whether it's to our spouse, our children, our business, our customers, how about this one? Our self at the soul level. Interesting things happen. Pay, paying attention, the precursor of paying attention is availability. You know, you, you, you reflect on some of the ancient tradition and scriptures that a lot of us have heard our entire lives, right? Jacob at the foot of the ladder wakes up and he has this idea of the divine. He says these words, you were here all along and I never knew it, right? The divine reality, the reign of God, love. Love was there all along, and I never knew it. You hear Jesus' teachings. He says things like, this kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom is within you. The kingdom is here. It's now. It's at hand. These are friendly reminders for all of us that we don't have to go searching for goodness, truth, and beauty in our life, we actually, we actually just need some sacred pause. We actually just need some discipline and some routine that takes us out of our illusion, out of those bios that we've built and those logos that we slap on our business cards and put on our websites and we retweet thinking they're going to fulfill us and do everything that we ever thought they would need to do. No, this conversation on paying attention is actually about availability. 
And full disclosure, I feel like I haven't been available recently. And so this morning, Friday, it was kind of a vacant day. I was taking in the world a bit, noticing spring doing its new thing. All of a sudden, that which was dead is coming alive. Yesterday, no blue bonnets on the side of the highway. Today, thousands and thousands. Trees in the front and backyard that had zero leaves. Today, very thin, leafy, green reminders of promises, of beauty that's always embedded in what appears to be dormant. You hear, you hear this language that's coming, that's hitting today? Uh, this is all out of being available. <laughs> And so, uh, my first note on paying attention is, are you available? Because the funny thing is about attention is where energy, where attention goes, energy flows. You've heard this before. Where attention goes, energy flows. And so this dance that we're caught up in in life is how can we properly pay attention to the holistic picture of who we are at the soul level, at the human level. I'll even say this, even at the false self-ego level, right? The problem intersects, the problem arises in our lives whenever we just think that maybe that false self-ego form side of us is all there really is. When we stop paying attention to the soul, when we stop paying attention to the health, P.S., I have a nutritionist these days, maybe we'll get to that, uh, when we stop paying attention to the narrative and the stories we're telling ourselves, when we're not available to hear these things, we actually become our thoughts. Instead of having the availability to step back and say, oh, there's those thoughts. Are those accurate or are those illusions? And so the universe the universe eagerly awaits those that are willing to pay attention. Now, side road here. Let's just take a quick exit before we dive into that. When, when you hear me say universe, um, some of us, that gets us a little excited. Uh, I hear language like bit too woo-woo for me. Um, that's okay. No worries. Uh, let's, throw, let's slap a few parentheses on there. Uh, when you hear me use the phrase like universe, think to yourself, how about this, capital all, capital R, reality. H- how about this, love, or this one, life, or even better, really like this one, my, my myst- mysticism loves this one, the thing in which we live, move, and have our being. So the universe Love, life, reality itself, the thing in which we live, move, and have our being. How mysterious is that? That thing eagerly is awaiting those of us that are willing to pay attention. Because where attention goes, energy flows. And you know, you know this, you know this. Those of you that would say you're a human having a spiritual experience, uh, you, or your excuse me, you, your spirit. You are a spiritual body having a human experience, not a human being having a spiritual experience. And so, those of you that would identify and say, "Yeah, that rings true for me," you know 
where energy goes, attention flows. You know the more simple and quiet your life, the more attuned you become to how things are. And the more chaotic and complicated your life, the more you buy into the illusion that typically 99 out of 100 times isn't totally true and accurate or helpful for the matter. And so I just want you to today, maybe no matter where you're at, I know we're in like central part of the United States here in Texas, but my senses are spring is starting to do its thing for you. And, and, and for me today, when I noticed these tulips coming alive and the blue bonnets and the new leaves coming out of the trees, it was just, it was a reminder of the faithfulness of the divine. It was a reminder that love always has the final say. It was, it was a reminder that even in the midst of dark, in the ice and the cold and the bleak winters of our lives, that humming underneath the soil, there is always seeds of love and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness that are just ready to bloom in our lives. And so no matter your season, even if it is spring, but you would say, Ashton, at the soul level, it feels a bit dark these days. Perhaps you could take a walk and you could become available And in becoming available, that would give you the space to pay attention because you remember that where attention goes, energy flows. And maybe like Jacob at the foot of the ladder, you could have that moment and that experience of you were here all along and I never knew it. That's what struck me today. And I thought I'd share it with you on paying attention. Another thing that struck me on this was I went and saw a documentary yesterday. My brother-in-law invited me to see it. It was uh, inspiring. It was um, uh, uh, hard at at times to watch, but it talked about um, the significance of literally from the moment you're born till about year five, how important those moments are for you. That, That even right when you were born, you are this beautiful, incredible human machine that's constantly taking in data and you're learning all sorts of things and things are being mirrored to you and you're finding faces and you're getting lost in eyes and these eyes and faces are mirroring things back to you. And literally, they we now have the science to prove that these moments of love uh, and, and comfort um, and guess what? Attention literally shape the trajectory of your life. They shape your worldview. They can even shape your bodies. They can even shape just how you see the world and how you are formed. And I thought, how interesting that we're even finding science that's pointing back to things saying that the question for these young children today is, is anyone available? Is anyone available to, uh, available to mirror to them their goodness, truth, and beauty? And it broke my heart that there's actually some children out there that do not have that mirroring happening to them. Um, and so I just thought, wow, paying attention, it 
this thing goes this thing goes way deeper than just noticing blue bonnets on the side of the highway. Like when we when we pay attention and, and hear that phrase there, right? Pay attention. Maybe it's better, maybe we should say it a little bit better, paying with attention, because when we pay with attention, when attention is that currency, then the divine, then the universe, then love, it 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 responds in a very unique way. All of a sudden, the world isn't subject-object. It then becomes subject-subject. I remember raising my daughters, and that rings true for me in my moments. That the world would melt away, but we would be, we would become something. She was fully attentive. Story was all in. Sterling was all in. I had to be the one that dropped the phone forget about the business for a while, get glued into these eyes, and then when that happened, something happened between us. Where attention goes, energy flows. And the universe says, can you just look around? I mean, to be cliche, right? I mean, this is Lin-Manuel and Hamilton, right? Look around, look around how lucky we are to be alive right now. And you know that when you're in that state, that that's a be- that the state is beauty. It's a beautiful state. That's a state that doesn't compete, compare. It doesn't categorize everything. It doesn't really care who wins or loses. It's not looking for jerseys. It's not looking for a political party. Uh, it, it's it's actually just looking for universal truth. When we are in that beautiful state, no matter where you are, whether it's at the darkest place or the brightest place, you, you know that the kingdom is near. The kingdom is at hand. You know that the kingdom is within you. And when you realize that, you realize the kingdom is within your neighbor. You know you are living and moving and having your being in something. And sometimes the only thing we know to call that thing is love. And so then these kids, they grow up. Right, and uh, when when they le- when they turn seven, uh, they lose a bit of that innocence, and it's not so lock eyed anymore. Um, culture teaches them some things. Uh, uh, school teaches them some things. Um, life just does navigating everything right, and I noticed that with my own kids, my temper's a lot shorter when I'm not paying attention. That when I just hear, I say things like, you shouldn't talk to me like that. I'm your dad. Don't speak to us like that. You can't say those things. But if I listen, if I pay attention, if I remember that where attention goes, energy flows, I can start to hear the thing underneath the thing of what they may or may not be communicating to me. And so often in these little souls that we've been entrusted, the, the, the fear, the anger, the rage, the sadness, the sorrow. It, 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 they're trying to navigate this world. They're trying to find meaning. They're trying to make sense of all of it. And you, you as their trusted resource, you as the one who were mirroring their goodness, truth, and beauty to them years one to five, we forget we still need to do that. And so shame on me for not putting my phone down. 
Shame on me for having the TV on a bit too much. Shame on me for keeping my nose in a book rather than grabbing their cheeks sometimes and just saying, hey, tell me what's going on in your world. Because when we pay attention, what we start to hear in their voice is maybe some of the things we never did voice when we were their age. And then what happens is you start forgiving yourself for things that you may or may not done. And you go, oh yeah, shoot, I spoke to my mom like that when I was 10. That's a bummer. Yeah, I remember I did that to my dad when I was 15. I wish I wouldn't have done that. That that was a bummer. And what happens is that space that where you gave attention created some awareness, then created some internal forgiveness within your own spirit, heart, and soul, and then that grants you space to hand them some rope and say, let's chat through that. You go down the rabbit hole together. What do you mean when you say that? What do you mean? What are you talking about when you say that? Help me understand that a bit more. And then all of the sudden, the mirroring happens again. And they glimpse their essence. They glimpse the deathless side of them. They glimpse who they are, who they've always will be, who they've always been. In our language within the Christian tradition, we use this phrase, hidden with Christ in God. For a second, they glimpse that moment again. And then you glimpse it for yourself. But it doesn't happen without paying attention. Because paying attention is the great predecessor to becoming aware. And then the last thing I want to chat through about paying attention is to notice the clutter in your life. You know, one of my core values is to, as best as I can, navigate a life in flow rather than in force. Live a life that knows the river is flowing and you just have to step in rather than a life that thinks you got to make the river flow in a certain way. And that's hard because we're not taught that. We're, we're taught a winner never quits and a quitter never wins. We're taught to go against the grain. <clears throat> we're taught to build something bigger than ourselves. We're taught all of this language that at times is super athletic. <laughs> and, and there's a place for that, right? There is a place, but at the soul level, in the places of the heart, in places of meaning, in the places where the things we dwell on at night before we go to bed, it's hard to navigate with that type of language. And so another invitation we have today, as we take some notes on paying attention, is to become aware of our lives where we may be a bit cluttered. And hey, that could start at your desk, wherever you work. That could start in your closet when you look at your clothes every day and you wonder what you're going to wear. That could start uh, with um, maybe uh, your calendar. Like if you don't have a flow to your days and you just feel like you're this pinball in the pinball machine bouncing to and fro to every appointment, not having any say as to where your day goes. I've, I often teach this to my coaching clients. If you do not tell your day where it's going, it will tell you where to go. 
And so a beautiful thing happens when we declutter the calendar, because we declutter the calendar that allows us some space, which will allow us to declutter the mind, which will allow us to declutter the eyes. Maybe I should say pull away the veil, move away some of the blinders. And then we penetrate illusion and we touch reality again. We don't just tell our children, you can't speak to me like that. We actually, we actually get creative and we ask questions. Tell, tell, me, tell me what you're talking about there. Or even at the business level. I often think about this, where energy goes, attention flows. I had a coaching call this week, uh, which it's funny. I, they shouldn't be called coaching calls. I don't know what they should be called. Maybe mirroring calls. Maybe a walk down mystery lane calls. It's not a good promo for my coaching business, but uh, I, I I feel like whatever me and these my coaching clients chat through, it's hard to call it coaching, but it's beautiful and it's a blast. And if any of my clients are listening, you know I love you. Um, I had this aha moment yesterday, and you guys are going to hear this and go, "Well, duh, of course." It never struck me that the word custom was standing right in the center and at the beginning of the word customer. And we were, we were reflecting back and forth and sharing some ideas. And, and, and this one client of mine was kind of pushing back on like, why is, why is this customer liked you and shared his or her business with you? And, I, and I, I was kind of dancing around it a bit. But then I realized, oh my goodness, I... I've created this customized experience for the customer. I've studied. I've done some homework. I've learned the Enneagram. I know the disc profile. I've studied their habits. I've seen what they're curious about. I've learned what they value. I've learned how they want to be communicated and when they want to be communicated with and how that information needs to be presented to them. And at the end of, the, at the end of this conversation, we realized that had there not have been attention, had there not have been some awareness, a step back a bit, rather than just diving headfirst into a transaction and trying to work a business deal, actually stepping back a bit, decluttering the conversation and the relationship and getting very clear on who they are and learning their story. Because the truth is, business happens to be a lot better whenever you get crazy curious about their story rather than trying to get them crazy curious about your story. How many of you know the sales guy that the second the phone rings, the door knocks, the piece of mail comes in or the email's in, you know you're being sold? That's not what we want. What we actually want is a friend. What we actually want is a relationship. What what we actually want is to be seen. Well, in order to see somebody... You probably not need to stop talking. You probably need to listen a bit. You probably need to pay attention a bit because where energy, where attention goes, energy flows. So we can even declutter. We can even declutter relationships, right? And get super clear. And I think that's true for our spouses, for our children, for our customers. All of that, I think, is very, very important because when you make yourself available, Interesting things can happen. You then become keenly aware of what's going on in the world. And the world moves. <coughs> Excuse me. The world moves from this object, 
this thing to navigate, this course, this challenge course to get through, this jungle to survive, it actually becomes a beautiful, mysterious experience in which you know you're living and moving and having your being in it. Mary Oliver, our angelic village elder, she said this, here are the instructions for living life. Pay attention. Be astonished. And tell about it. Here are some instructions for living a life. Be, pay attention. Be astonished. And tell, tell about it. Friends, the great invitation as we navigate these notes on paying attention is to declutter a bit. The next five requests, say no thank you. Hey, can you do this at three o'clock? Can you come over on Sunday? Can you do that? Can you? I'm sorry, no thank you. More and more of less and less. No, yes will make your life, but no will save your life. What we need are people that are available to become in tune with how things are. What we need are people that will pay attention. The universe accepts attention as its currency. I mean, you've seen these signs, right? Here's that note on Bitcoin. <laughs> you've seen the signs, right? Now accepting Bitcoin. The universe, love, God, the divine, the thing in which you live, move, and have your being is now accepting attention. And where attention goes, energy flows. And where energy flows, my senses are that is a mysterious river of love that we are all longing to put the inner tube in and go float for a while. So as you approach this week, may you pay attention. May you be astonished. May you tell some people about it. May you declutter. Declutter the desk. Declutter the calendar. Declutter the mind. Declutter the eyes. And by doing that, you will open wide the soul. When when we pay attention, we become aware. When we become aware, we become astonished. When we become astonished, we become in awe. And when we become in awe, we are alive. We know that we are caught up in something that we cannot explain. And friends, I can tell you, that is a state of mind that we are all longing for. So as you approach this week... May you pause by the orchid, listen to the bluebirds sing, and be love. Mm-hmm.